redefining narratives and shifting perspectives. This is Story Noir. Welcome to chapter 11 of the Story Noir podcast. I'm your host Opal and it's just me today. I wanted to come through to reintroduce myself and also give you a preview of all the exciting things to come. And so before I get into really more about Story Noir, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about me. You've been rocking with me at this point through 11 episodes and so I wanted to get a little bit more personal, give you a little bit of background and context um, on the vision of what I've curated so far, what we have today, and then what's to come. And so, as mentioned, I'm Opal, and as of today, I am 26 years old. I am currently an Oakland-based founder, founder of Story Noir, and also of the Eponymous Birth Collective. What is the Eponymous Birth Collective? No one knows. It's, it's a mouthful. It's pronounced eponymous. And so, an eponym is giving your name onto something, and so instead of calling it Opal's Birth Collective, I wanted it to represent, you know, everything that I'm made of, you know, given the fact that my name, um, I'm named after my grandmother, and she definitely influences a lot of the ways that I show up today. And so yes, it would have been full circle to have called it Opal's Birth Collective, because it would have been representative of me and my grandmother. However, I wanted it to be a little bit more expansive. So that's why I called it eponymous. I called it eponymous, because I wanted to call it eponymous. But that's a little bit of, um, you know, the reason that it has such kind of a funny name. And so as said, Eponymous Birth Collective is my birth work practice, and I am a full-spectrum doula. And so the vision of Eponymous Birth Collective, or EBC, um, is to support families through a full spectrum of experiences, including adoption, foster care, fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, abortion, birth, loss, and otherwise, so a handful of things hence the term full spectrum. And so with eponymous, I firmly believe that everybody has the right to education and information to give birth and to raise families in the best way possible. Part of this motivation to establish a birth work practice comes from my experiences in both foster care and within adoption. And that those two themes, which I must say are not one and the same, but do affect me in, you know, multiple ways, um, remain a topic of conversation that you've seen in previous episodes and then you will see um, also going forward. And so Eponymous is really special to me. And so some of the episodes of Story Noir that you'll hear will be talking about birth work and all of the things. And so that's why it's really, really important to me. So I guess maybe one day I could establish the Eponymous podcast, but for now we just got to focus on one thing. And so the background of where Story Noir came from, I will spare you the name um, with Story and Noir because I have expanded on it um, in previous episodes, so I'll spare you that. But um, essentially, I wanted to have Story Noir as a digital storytelling platform to immortalize the conversations that I had been having within reunification. So as, as I had said, given that you know I am an adoptee, a lot of adoptees in their adult life, much very similar to myself, go through what a process called uh, reunification. And so in my own process of reunification, um, I have sat down with family members and 
again, wanted to use the platform as a way to immortalize those conversations. They haven't been published on the Story Noir platform, but I do have them, um, and it's really, really special to me. And that's why storytelling is such a through line in a lot of the work that I do. And it's a really, really beautiful thing. And so um, before I started the podcast, because this year was the first time that I uploaded my first episode, whoop, whoop. shout out to my first guest, Shalonda, also known as Yemoji Speaks. Um, so right now I initially started as an Instagram book page. And through that, I was able to meet a bunch of amazing internet friends in the process. Shout out to one of my colleagues, T, from Nappy-Headed Jojoba. And so a lot of people early on kind of saw me in the community. I was talking about books online and then, again, themes of my own life would just twirl into the conversations that I would have with people around books because, again, books are inherently political and very indicative of just, you know, your own specific interests. And so I was able to create that book community and that was part of what kind of got me through the 2020 pandemic. And so I really enjoyed going live, but I was not able to save those recordings unfortunately and so I still went back and forth about making a podcast but as I said I finally took the leap earlier this year and it's been really beautiful I definitely wouldn't go back I honestly wish that I started it sooner but you know hindsight is 2020 no pun intended and so there are a lot of themes that are present in the conversations that I've had with guests foster care and adoption are at the forefront of course of my advocacy and so I'm very sure in my own story noir and the ways that my experiences have shaped how I show up today. And so as I make peace with a lot of the things that have happened in my life, I'm able to talk with others about their experiences, which vary with every single conversation. And so I'm honored to hear these stories of people and for guests to speak about something so personal. And so to that, I say thank you for all of those intimate conversations that I've been able to have with episodes one through 22. And so... I want to talk about the introductory tagline. And so as you listen to the conversations, you'll sometimes notice my pre-recorded voice where I say, redefining narratives and shifting perspectives. This is Story Noir. And so I initially created it as it ties to the intention of each conversation. And so what that means is that aha moment that people experience after talking to somebody or reading something, it's really, really special. You could sit down with a loved one that you may have known your entire life, but you get into a specific conversation with them and you you walk away and you're like, man, I had no idea all of these things about you. Like, thank you for sharing. And so that moment is really, really special. And that's something that I create on this platform. And so telling people story noir, feeling good and feeling a sense of release and lightness after sharing your story is something that's been present in all the conversations that I've had. And it's been really, really beautiful. And I am so grateful, again, for the people who have um, been able to speak with me. And so my intention is to create a listening space, not only for guests to be asked questions about their lives, but I always encourage them to ask me things as well. So we're both learning. This isn't just, you know, a hot seat moment where I'm firing a bunch of questions. I really ask that we create a sense of dialogue and it's really been beautiful. And so that special experience is one that I honestly feel is my calling. And that's a huge thing. (laughs) If you know me in real life, you definitely know that podcasting wasn't necessarily on my bingo card. However, because of these beautiful conversations, my desire is to take Story Noir on tour. 
and to do live podcasting sessions throughout the world similar to that of the friend zone podcast a show that i've been listening to for almost a decade at this point and then also the cultivating her space podcast which i've had a chance to be on their platform shout out to terry and dr dom and they did a live show over the summer that i walked away feeling so enamored by and so bringing story noir to the live world stage is definitely on that vision board and i really look forward to um seeing what comes and so i want to just say i enjoy curating these episodes it's really exciting for me i want to also admit the fact that i am a one-woman band which remain i have been the whole time and that remains true to today and so i like to think i know wtf i'm doing however in order to expand i'm actively seeking investors and also sponsors investment looks like pointing me to resources guests and opportunities to speak and to spread my message and so every connection point of hey opal let me get you introduced to this person because they work over here and they really enjoy your work or you know that dot connection that community that's a real sort of investment and so i know we often think about financial investment which having worked in silicon valley that's a huge thing However, um, <laughs> I would say investment into uh, sustaining that of Story Noir looks like um, those ways. And so um, sponsorship, again, a lot of the things that um, interest me, I would say uh, lifestyle. So, you know, I am a 26-year-old, you know, single black woman. And so if you want to send me some art, I love wall art, talking to people, about, you know, different artists about their artwork. Um, or I guess I should specifically target this to, to bigger brands so yeah any lifestyle brands I do have a dog uh, she is a at, at the time of recording this she's a four month old puppy and so if you want me to do some unboxings I would be more than happy to and then product reviews and things of the sort however you know I want to definitely review and give and take you know sponsorships from brands that definitely align with my ethos and so if you're curious and wanting to invest in me well let's talk you know, there's an interest, let's talk. I can, you know, let's move on. And so talking a little bit about my own journey as a founder, um, that all started in January of this year, so January 2023. And so that was when I established Story Noir as a business. I got my first business bank account and again, named myself as a solo owner, hashtag LLC. And so becoming a business owner was really empowering because when I worked in Silicon Valley, I saw all that was made possible with investment and pool of resources to scale a company. And so I worked alongside some of those companies, brooding for them and providing resources to the best of my ability as those founders made their dreams come true. And so I looked to myself, I looked around the room, didn't necessarily see reflections of myself, but I looked at myself in the mirror and I asked, you know, why not me? It's all possible. I'm working with a lot of the um, stakeholders who are the blueprint they make the blueprint and so when you follow the blueprint you know <laughs> so why can i do it i try to make sure i do everything in the right way and so while working there again i had my own dreams of founding my own business and so while working i was actively participating in a birth worker apprenticeship which came to a surprise to a lot of people they were like what you're gonna go become like a witch doctor that delivers babies something like that <laughs> But it, again, it was a little bit shocking because I was slated to have a rigid career in corporate America slash like 
Silicon Valley slash like the tech industry. <laughs> like I was ready to be SVP director, you know, senior level, whatever the case was. I definitely wanted to be in the C-suite. And so, uh, <laughs> and so that's why I really wasn't super open about it. Again, only with um, close friends. Also because I didn't have a clear vision of what or what I what or how I wanted to um, bring to fruition this birth work. But again, as we saw today, I have eponymous birth collective, and it was really, really it's been really, really beautiful so far. And so this was the same time. Um, as I was doing my birth work apprenticeship that I kept putting um, the desire to do the story noir podcast on the back burner. It was super easy to psych myself out being that I worked in a really highly competitive environment and so the standard with which I worked against in my career muddied the vision of what I, a one-woman band, could do. I was comparing myself to, you know, these billion dollar corporations and it's like, damn, I had to ask myself, what would I do if I had the same amount of resources as them? Those billion dollar types of investments. I too can make some shit pop off. So let me go ahead and try. So today I'm here, you know, again, as my one woman band, making it happen. And so I'm in an industry where I'm swimming alongside uh, situations like Spotify, where they invested over a billion dollars into celebrity podcasting platforms, which again, I can't compare apples to oranges. That's why I am really taking this like grassroots approach, but coming to listeners in earnest, because this is definitely going to be a very community driven platform, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, support your girl. <laughs> and so, again, that's why I'm so grateful for the ways in which the first nine episodes were curated, because the people who took a chance on the platform really believed in my vision. I really wasn't 100% sure which direction I wanted Story Noir podcast to go in. Again, I was used to talking to people on Instagram about books, so that was kind of a niche. But each guest that has sat down with me to share their story is greatly appreciated, which is why I implore you to go take time and listen to those episodes. And so reflecting on those past episodes and then the upcoming batch of episodes, chapters 11 through 22, are going to leave you with so much to think about goodness gracious there's so much goodness to come i started a series called sounds underground conversations where i speak to a handful of artists from the sounds underground performance which took place in august 2023 my good friend and business partner taylor nans who's the founder of solid grounds an oakland-based bespoke pop-up event brand um alongside me we brought 17 artists from across the bay area together at UC Berkeley's Zellerbach Hall during Cal's or Golden Bear Orientation Night, excuse me. It's been a minute. It's been about two months since, but I'm still, I still reflect on it every day and I'm so, so grateful. And so in partnership with Cal Performances, we created a show, a really, really beautiful one. Definitely go check out the highlight, um, highlighting um, song, rap, and spoken word featuring both students and local artists. And so I wrote an article that I reflect upon it, which I encourage you to read. The link is going to be in the show notes. And so, as I had said, I spoke earlier a little bit about hosting live shows. Um, I actually, fun fact, was also able to bring Story Noir to the world stage. I was at the Landis Liberation Cultural Blues Festival in West Oakland in September, where I curated their storytelling pavilion where I brought in local authors and publishers, much love to Omar Balas from Books by Balas, 
Damarian Gibson from Forward Publishing, and Isis from Sister Sci-Fi, as well as facilitating two conversations on stage. Again, this was the first time I did something like this. The first conversation was with Miss Dorothy Lazard, which can be heard in chapter 19, where we talk about Miss Dorothy's book, What You Don't Know Will Make a Whole New World, and that conversation was profound. She, like myself, has experience with family separation, given that she was an orphan, and even though we couldn't necessarily get into detail then, I felt her spirit as somebody who is part of, you know, that family separation um, constellation. And then afterwards, I facilitated a panel conversation with David Peters, Rashida Chase, and Dr. Mari Gray about their experiences within the Great Migration in California. Each of them, respectively, are doing really great work to preserve the Black history of California and really finding the connection points between people's uh, stories within the Great Migration, whether it was in the early times, whether it's the children of the Great Migration, the grandchildren, etc., and so it was really fascinating, and I felt like my African-American studies degree on the wall was just, like, made proud. I was like, yeah, see, I'm still embodying it. Shout out to the people who wanted to know what the heck I was going to do with the AAS degree. Look at me, embodying it on the stage. Haha. <laughs> and so, you know, all that aside, I want to say that it really wasn't bad for my first live show. And that's really why I want to take the stage again. So book me, let me know. I, I would love to talk. And so as you continue to listen to each episode, you'll notice a theme in the way forward, not the ones that were present in the first batch of episode, but the way forward from this one on every even number chapter is going to feature a guest. So you'll hear their voice on the introduction of the episode. And so those conversations are going to be a bit more structured. So the odd chapters are going to be just me, kind of like this style talking about my journey as a founder, discussing books that I have read, so you'll hear me do some live book readings, and so it's going to be a little bit more personal, um, and so I think the balance of the two are going to be really great. And so as Story Noir expands, my desire to add different elements to it also remains. I would love to have a video component to the platform, giving videos on YouTube and Patreon and creating a community there, also a substack to also test my writing skills. And so these are appealing, and so I'm, I'm familiarizing myself with these platforms, but again, it takes capital to be able to do these things. And so there are a lot of possibilities for the way that story noir can go, all of which I want to document to garner inspiration for people who are also in the early stages of building out their platform. And so I know that none of this is impossible, which is why I'm calling in the support of collaborations and sponsorships and investment. And so if that's in the form of listening, then please do. Sharing is really, really helpful. And of course, providing opportunities for visibility, such as conferences, events, and other podcasts, wink, wink, definitely want to, you know, do some collaborations. I appreciate when you're all, when y'all are on my platform, but I definitely want to talk to the people as well um, and any other opportunities that come to mind. And so all of this to say, thank you so much for listening for rooting for me. I appreciate the love that I've received so far. This is a really, I don't want to say vulnerable experience, but it kind of is because putting yourself out there is, you know, not the easiest thing. Chasing your dreams is, <laughs> we let's, we could talk one-on-one about that one. And so I want to leave you with something that actually does keep me grounded. 
And it was a poem that I read the day that I established Story Noir as a business. And it just keeps me going. And so it's a poem by Langston Hughes called Harlem. And so let me know your thoughts. What happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun? Or fester like a, a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat? Or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load. Or does it explode? And so that resonated with me because I am no longer in the business of deferring my dreams. And I really want to make sure that I don't kick myself with regret and saying that, man, I really wish I did this, you know, all these years later. And so I see the progress that I've made with the Story Noir platform. I've seen the progress that I've made with Eponymous. And so I can only believe in my heart of hearts that it gets better from here. And so thank you for holding me with open arms, well, open ears in this sense, and for just, yeah, being willing to embrace me through this journey. So with that, I say thank you. And I really look forward to your feedback on the next batch of episodes. Much love. Take care.